hey, if you love Roll For It, watch the cast live every week on Twitch as we continue the story. That's twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome to Roll For It. It's a fast-paced Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring random monsters and epic adventures. Each episode, we will roll for it, using the dice to randomly select which monster we face out of our list of 100 options. Even our DM won't know what comes next. But that won't keep the story from progressing. Every monster becomes part of a continuous journey that pushes our characters to grow together as they grow stronger. We'll be leveling up every episode, so our characters will get very powerful very fast as we approach the final boss. <laughs> so whether you're brand new to the game or a true D&D veteran, thank you for tuning in to Roll For It Season 2. Welcome everybody to episode 8 of Roll For It Season 2. So who's here with me today in episode 8? I'm Colleen and I'm playing Graham Graham, the total cleric. I'm Andrew and I'm playing Eric, the Gizzerai monk. I'm Kendall, I'm playing Zula and... I'm a half-orc fighter. And I'm Jake. I'm going to be the DM today, and hopefully next week. We'll see. We'll see. What yeah. <laughs> what, what level are we? Eight. Ocho. We level up Ocho, every episode, Ocho. and we also have a random monster every episode that we encounter. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, we rolled a 97 <gasps> for uh, whatever we're going to find this week. We'll see what it is. Oh, my God. Everybody ready? Everybody ready to start? Yeah. Sure. Previously... Hundreds of adventurers disappeared from the Guild of Guardians, an organization that was meant to help people in Urid City. As the only three remaining employees, you took the blame. While in hiding from the city guard, you've managed to continue your service to the people of Urid and investigate the disappearances of your colleagues. Last episode, a former guard revealed that 20 years ago he was hired to gather the Guardians up for Diodora, the founder of the Guild. The next day, they all disappeared. Recently, Diodora asked for his help again, but worried for the adventurers, he refused. She poisoned him in retaliation. The party plans to travel to Erak's secret monastery home because Diodora has shown interest in it, so it might hold some clues. And danger. But Urid City still has so many people in need, so the group decides to recruit a few others before they leave for Lakula Ora Monastery. In the abandoned district of Urid City, the burned-down neighborhood of wrecked buildings and tragic memories. Declan the Ranger gently brushes the feathers of his hippogriff, Peter Bramble. Heavy footsteps approach from the shadows. Declan. Declan looks up, not really surprised by you. We need you to head the guild while we're away. You're joking. We have piles of letters from people in need. We're answering their call. No gold is involved. We're just doing good for others. You sound like someone I used to know. Who is we? Eric, Graham, Graham, and I. We've recruited some people, too. People? People. <laughs> it's Lyra Malbeth, the Dragonborn Captain of the Guard. She knows the truth about Diodora now. Also Ted. The secretary? Turns out he hasn't been getting paid for months. 
Eric told him he'd give him like 50 bucks to help us. And when does the press arrive to spread the word of all your good deeds? The less D knows, the better. I've tried being a star, but I'm sore. I'm exhausted. I wasn't built for it. I walked away from this years ago. Diodora's chaos is a black hole that I do not want to be sucked into again. This isn't just her chaos. We all created it by letting it happen. By walking away. You can kind of tell that he's impressed. Well, look at you. And then I just want to like, yeah, grab a letter out of my bag and shove it to him. Okay. Like When you're finished with that one, head to Asterix Potions in the Magic District for the next one. We'll be back soon. And then I'm just going to go. <laughs> All right, so he's just you just leave him there, like, holding the letter. He sighs, and he looks over at Peter Bramble, who just purrs. At dusk, Eric leads the three of you through Urid City. You asked Lyra to leave the wanted posters up, not to tip off Diodora. So you keep to the shadows as much as possible. You approach cliffs overlooking the ocean port and descend a path onto the cliffside. You pass alcoves of 20-foot-tall statues of Urid City's former leaders before you reach one about 10 down that was never carved. It's just a solid cliff wall with the same outline as the other statues. I reach into my sack and pull out my kalimba and play a few notes. So what does a kalimba look like? Describe it to our uh, listeners. This, this one that I'm carrying, it's kind of like a coconut type shape, but cut in half. And mm-hmm. like over that is these metal bars and you kind of thumb it. Bing, 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 bing. At the conclusion of your song, the stone wall silently recedes into the cliff, revealing another stone statue just like the others that magically forms the shape of Arok. Wow. Right in front of you guys' eyes. <laughs> That's actually really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying wow sarcastically. <laughs> As it recedes, you see a spiral staircase leading downwards, and you squeeze past the statue of Arok and continue your journey down to the monastery. It's a bit tight. <laughs> I was like, can grab Grandpa through that? <laughs> it expands for her. Above you, the passage <laughs> closes, and your way is lit only by glow-in-the-dark fungi and Ooh. strange multicolored fireflies. That's sick. It's beautiful. Have you eaten this fungi before? <laughs> Looks a little bit tasty. It's actually very poisonous. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Gra- Graham, 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 take it out of your mouth. No. <laughs> Just examining it. You descend the uneven staircase for hours until the path levels out. Oh, oh, my legs. The air is cool and still, and sound doesn't carry far through the stalactites and stalagmites above and below your heads. The ceiling begins to grow higher and the passage wider just ahead. The walls of a great monastery appear from the dark. Light blue torches and tiny windows surround what appears to be the only entrance, a 15-foot-tall wooden door. Simple, but unquestionably sturdy. Uh, very gently, Eric, you knock on the door. <laughs> Some time passes while you guys wait outside. I don't think they heard you. <laughs> should I try slamming on it then? <laughs> I mean, it's your monastery. You should know <laughs> what to do. So you knock a little harder. Amateur. <laughs> From about 20 feet behind you, you hear, hmm. And the three of you turn around to see a figure in robes, just like Arox. He calmly reveals his face from under his hood, a Githserai monk with a long, straight mustache that extends down below his chin. This is Grudok, Arox's mentor. Grudok, it's been a long time. Grudok looks at each of you carefully and then walks by you. 
he opens the large wooden door and enters, and then gestures for you three to follow. So you guys get inside, and the interior of the monastery is a lot more inviting. There's a bonfire in the main courtyard that burns steadily, and the grounds are well kept. Notably, nobody is here but Grudok. Very nice place you have. <laughs> yeah, I expected uh, more people. We are not alone. We're not meant to reveal our numbers. You play hide and seek? <laughs> Peekaboo! I just want to like quickly turn around, try to catch people. <laughs> a little paranoid almost. So Grudak stays a little quiet, but he leads you to a one-room building in the center of the courtyard. A soft mat comforts your feet, but there is no furniture apart from a wall of small square shells, each with neatly organized scrolls and some torches. Grudak turns to you after you guys get inside, and he turns to Arak and he says, it seems you have used your precious water. Well, I had used it for the greater good. It helps somebody out. And he pulls out a chest and opens it up, and he removes a flask that's just like the flask you used to save mm-hmm. Jin. Mm-hmm. I trust that you will do the same with this. And he hands you the new mm. one, and he holds out his hand for you to give him the empty vial. Here you go. <laughs> Recycle. Why have you returned? You are not due back for another... 19 years and 11 months, according to your oath. I found a map to Lakula Aura carved on a desk, and Gram Gram here had visions of a lake on fire. Mm. We had to come back. My goddess Eldate told me. Where did you find this map? The First Guardian's office. Grudak shakes his head. You guys recognize his hmm because you've heard uh, Arak say it a lot. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Has everything been all right here? Is there a lake on fire? (laughs) Rudok, I need to know the secrets of the lake. No. If I know, then maybe I can help save it. Bringing strangers into our midst is one thing, but the secrets of the lake are to remain sacred. When you complete 20 years of missionary work, you will be granted access to all the information you wish. Is there any... Fast-paced way to get through those 20 years so that I can have that information. Time travel? (laughs) Listen, we're here to save this place. So it's either you help us or not. Calm down. It's on fire. Now is not the time for tradition. I think the person behind whatever is happening is named Diodora. Enough. I storm out the door. And so you two are just left in here with Grudak. You may stay the night within our walls, but all three of you will leave tomorrow morning. We're we're just worried about your lake. I don't even want to know its secrets, but I just hope you know that it might be endangered. Eldaith be with you. (laughs) I have nothing to say to him. (laughs) (laughs) You both need to learn to respect your elders. (laughs) You guys are just outside the room, sort of wandering around the courtyard. But how do I maintain respect for someone who is willing to endanger his people for the sake of rules? Akula Ora is in danger and we have to figure it out. Um, Arak, I would like to see this lake. I'd just like to see it. And as much as I'd like to show you... Maybe you could just tell me the general direction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Graham Graham, I'm just a little conflicted. Ask for forgiveness and not permission. Mm. <laughs> we should go. <laughs> I, uh, yes, I agree, yes. we should go. Yes, quietly now. Arak, you lead the way trying to keep everybody quiet as you go. You pass by training dummies, you peek into armories, you see the agility drills you trained on as a kid, and every step of the way you keep your eyes trained for the other masters, knowing full well that you'll only spot them if they want you to. 
but before long, a stone footpath leads you to the lake. It's a deep, otherworldly blue and a completely still surface. The sight leaves Gram Gram and Arak momentarily speechless. This is just a lake. <laughs> Show some respect. This is Lakula Aura. It doesn't look like there's anything special about it. You're sounding like a brat. <laughs> the waters of this lake help save Jin. Oh, you're right, you're right. Okay, I, yep. <laughs> I like it now. It's very beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. You guys sort of take a moment, even before you begin your prayer, but it's so silent and still, and there's not a lot of wildlife down here or even flora. Zula, uh, What? What? And your, uh, your pocket begins to vibrate just ever so slightly. Your cell phone. <laughs> cell phone. Okay, I just want to like... <laughs> Just, just silence it. Mm. I'm gonna straight. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's in the it's the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna take it straight out of my pocket. So the crystal eye that you stole from the guild is gently pulsing in your hand. It doesn't make sense, but you swear that this eye is speaking to you, and it says, "Look," and it rotates in your hand as if to, as if to point you towards the cavern wall on the other side of the lake. Like, it's looking at that. In the water? It's, it's like, on the other side, like, still along the shore. But oh, I see. On the other side of this underground lake. Do you guys see that on the other side? Do you, it's like, you gotta squint, but I, mm. I swear to God, there's, like, an, an opening or something. So, Eric, you know this cave. The monks have always said there's a dangerous creature inside, so... We can't go in there. We could die. I just feel like it's important. I feel like we have to go. It's important to die? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick up the eye thing and just hold it up to his face. This thing is telling me. Oh, oh! We have to go to it. Oh, the the what stolen the, thing. You stole that? It's, it's borrowed. Mm. I told you what was beyond that door. Tell Eric, it's just another lie. It's saying it's a lie. There's nothing in it. Who's saying what? This eye. The eye is talking to you. The eye is talking to us. Oh. Now it's cursed. I want to see what's inside. It really wants to go. It's starting to freak me out, but like... <laughs> well, you're, you're freaking me maybe out. Maybe you can throw it far enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start... I'm making my way to the what? cave. Zula, wait. Do you wait. have to go across the lake? I mean, like, oh, yeah. How do you, how get, do you get there? Can you just go in a uh, circle? You can just circle around. Like, yeah, you yeah. have to just climb on. Like, <laughs> what if I swim it? Or wait, are no, people can't. allowed on no, the lake? cannot get in the water. It is Why? forbidden. Okay, then I'm going to start briskly walking around the shore. What if I dipped a toe? What would happen to my toe? What would happen to her what toe? What would happen to her toe? <laughs> would it just like rejuvenate like her youth <laughs> in a toe? Like, this is like a beautiful toe. Yeah, like, it's like, like, like a claw, really. Like, it's not toes. <laughs> it's, just, it's just instant pedicure. <laughs> Please do not jump in there. To me, it's just water. <laughs> I will respect you and your lake. Thank you, Graham. But it's going to take me a while to get around. So slow down, Zula. Come back, Zula. So, Eric, basically, you could catch her if you want to. Maybe a part of you is just as curious. Yeah. I think that's what it is because I could just be like... (laughs) (laughs) Literally, you could teleport in front of her. (laughs) Before she reaches the door, I kind of like go in front of it. Wait, Zula. Are you sure you want to do this? You want to trust this eye that you stole? Look, I found it in the office where we found the map, right? Mm -hmm. I I think we should trust it. Or at least I'm curious about it. It has to know something. Yeah. Grudok is not going to help us. No one's going to help us. Let's push forward then. Oh, dearie. 
She says as she finally catches up to them. <laughs> <laughs> you guys enter this cave. It's got smooth, crystal-like walls uh, that wind around and slowly descend. It's dark here and dusty everywhere. Not even fireflies to light the way. Someone hold my hand. I'll light a torch. Thank you. What is the eye attached to again? It's just like a crystal. I want to put it somewhere. Am I wearing that tiara I stole, remember? <laughs> yeah. Is there like a place I could put it? In you there? just want to like <laughs> yeah. try to fasten it up there? Uh-huh. Tie your hair to like hold it into the little indent in one of the... I'm going to do it. So it's like a miner's hat kind of. Mm-hmm. So Eric, you lead the way with the torchlight. It reflects brightly off of little jagged edges of the cave walls. And I want you guys to make a stealth check as you as you move forward. Seventeen. Twenty. Wow. Ten. Graham, Graham, you're like struggling to see, but in the shadows once in a while you stumble and you knock something with your foot. Oh, my toe. It's like a fist-sized rock and it slides across the floor. Uh, you guys wait to like listen to see if anything happens. And at this point, make a perception check. 18. So as you step forward, that rock that got kicked across the floor catches your eye, and you look, and you see that it's a perfect carving of a rat to every last detail, as if carved by an expert sculptor. Wow. Rock rat? Mm-hmm. You pick it up. Who could have done this? The details. Immaculate. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, it's a rat. All of nature is beautiful, <laughs> Mr. Man in the Sky. It almost seems as if it would turn to stone or something. Oh. I want to grab it and just like hold it up to the eye. What do you make of this? Uh, eye. Eileen. Eileen. <laughs> Zula seems to be talking to ourselves, you guys. Oh. You guys are so mean. <laughs> Uh, you guys press forward, and soon you reach like a 60-foot diameter clearing. It's got 20-foot high ceilings covered in stalactites that occasionally reach the cave floor like tall, sturdy pillars. Large, cube-shaped, dusty boulders are also scattered throughout the area. And finally, the firelight reveals a figure standing 20 feet away with a weapon drawn. But it doesn't move. It's another statue. I'm about ready to mess him up. <laughs> what is that? Getting bad feelings. Something is not right. Could have told you that before we came in here. <laughs> I was trying to tell you that. I'm like waiting for this eye to whisper to me. Come on. So it was just hitting herself in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys see that the, the statue of this humanoid shape, he's a high elf and he's dressed just like the monks of Lakulaora. The guy wears simple earrings and a necklace that suggest his achievements are in fact that of a master. On the ground next to him is a ragged old backpack. Not carved of stone, but just a typical backpack, like one crafted at the monastery, that has weathered with time. One of the statue's legs is missing, just below the thigh, and one of its arms seems to have been bitten off from the elbow. Is it the same kind of stone as the rat? You compare the two, and they are identical. Mm. Mm. The carving is flawless, but it's of a completely different stone than the dusty crystal-like walls of the cave. Could we... um See what's in the sack? There's like a little bit of rotted food that's sort of like... Um, what was that? <laughs> that's what rotted food sounds like. It's just, it's just mold in there. Uh, there's, some, there's some like notebook pages in there. It's like, hello again, diary. Uh, I don't have any diary entries for that. Let's not go that route. So <laughs> I thought you really did. I was like, oh, shit. Hello, diary. <laughs> this is how we this master read, talks. We just read for the next yeah, yeah. 12 minutes. Uh, what's up, D? <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, just at the monastery chilling. <laughs> you you find in there another vial just like yours of the water of Lakula Aura. It Full? glows faintly. Yeah, it's it's got liquid still in it. Mm, this guy and that rat were alive at one time. Well, if you notice here, his arm is bitten off. A stone arm bitten off. Well, maybe he it was bitten off before he was turned to stone. Exactly. So oh. he was turned to stone then. Oh, I said it and I didn't even think about it. <laughs> oh, Eldaith blesses me with knowledge. <laughs> Could we like look around, I guess, what else is in the room? Yeah. Is, is it just that? Yeah, sure. So it looks like there's maybe two more tunnels out from this spot besides the one you came from. And from the darkness in one of them, you see approaching blue light. You hear just the faintest little steps, like like a little pitter-patter. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The light slowly gets brighter as this thing begins to turn the corner. And when it does, you see two blue lights. They're the eyes of something. It's almost right at the entrance to that tunnel. It's about like 30 feet from you all. And when you guys see those two eyes, I need you all to make a constitution saving throw. 11. 5. Ooh. Well. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Instantly turned to stone. Game over. Game over. <laughs> I died. You guys all see the jagged, spiked head and rows of teeth and scales of this large creature, almost snake-like except for eight huge legs, four on either side of its body. This creature that approaches with its glowing, petrifying gaze, a basilisk. Twelve is what we needed. The other two of you are going to begin to turn to stone. Oh my god. Roll initiative. I'm gonna show you guys this basilisk. Oh, it's thick. That's a lizard. Dude. <laughs> How many legs is that? That's eight, eight legs. Oh, eight god. beefy legs. Well, your friends were right about there being something awful in here. It becomes harder for you to speak as your vocal cords begin to harden. How fast is it happening? Not that fast. Right? It's pretty fast. Oh my it only takes God. a few seconds for uh, your skin starts to grow pale around your like appendages. <sighs> I was right. I was right. So, Eric, it is your turn. You are restrained right now. Your legs have become stone, and it's growing up your body. You can still move your arms and still take actions this turn, but nothing that's going to require movement speed. How far away is the creature? <laughs> it's 30 feet away. Let me try throwing daggers. Throwing daggers. What? 
Three of those? <laughs> Three of those because I got extra attack? They're going to have disadvantage because your movements are rigged. Ugh. You try your hardest to throw these daggers from your <sighs> from your belt. And the two that you first throw, you can't even reach. Your, your arms won't move as fast as you want them to. And then you Damn it. overcompensate with the third and you just manage to stick it into this guy's neck as he approaches. A D6? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Can I see your packet real quick? Or monk weapon. Monk weapons are... Why you gotta ruin it with an orgasm? I think it's a D6. Let's go for it. You got max damage? Max damage. Add your dex modifier. Make a total of nine, yeah. All right. It sticks right in under the neck, and the creature makes this crazy low-pitched squeal, like a... And uh, takes nine damage. what you get. As your body turns more to stone. Now I need you to make a big roll for me here. Big rolls. Do it. It's another constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw? Against this stone effect that's continuing to grow over your whole body. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> it's a no. nat one! As oh you god. see your dagger stick into the neck of this creature and you say, that's what you get, your arm freezes into the position that you just threw from, and uh, your eyes glaze over. Your entire body is now coated in stone. Oh my gosh. You are petrified. Oh my god. Oh man, dude, this sucks. <laughs> Zula, you are up. What is, okay, it, what is um, his health am like? I, am I still able to see? And like, yeah. and, and interpret everything that's going on around me, or am I just like stone? Uh, you're an object. You're a sex you're object. Oh my <laughs> god! Right I'm gonna take your body. You've just it. been objectified. <laughs> Does anybody have a furniture dolly? Zuli, you're up. Remember we saw the stone with the guy, and he had like a little vial of water. Mm-hmm. I want to try to throw that water on Arak. I want to see if it works. So you go next to the bag where this uh, vial is lying, mm-hmm. and you scoop it up. Is it an easy open? Or does it? Oh uh, yeah, like it's like it's a little little stopper. Oh yeah, I'll just take that out. Okay. And then pour it on his head. <laughs> right on his. <laughs> but head. in a panic, yeah. All right. Lakula aura water just floats down and sparkles in this light as it trickles down his head, and it washes away the effects of the petrification almost instantly. <gasps> That's basically your action on this turn. Yeah. You still have movement. You are genius. But all of a sudden, Eric, <laughs> your eyes open again, and here you are face-to-face with Zula, and you yeah. feel totally refreshed. The basilisk sort of continues to approach from behind you. Gram Gram, it is your turn, though. What spell level is it casting this stone effect at? Well, it's not a spell, Oh. but you can make like a arcana check about okay. the petrification process. Trying to think back to all your healing. But I don't know how to stop it. Basically, you're going to get your saving throw and maybe like a remove curse spell if you have it prepared. I do. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do remove curse on myself. You can go ahead and... Touch uh, myself. All right. So <laughs> as your legs start to turn to stone, you frantically try and cast this remove curse spell on yourself before it takes full effect. And I just touch my left arm and I go... Make it go away. <laughs> Can you make another constitution saving throw but with advantage here? Okay. Oh my god, I got a nat one for my first one. one. But I get another one. Sixteen. Alright, so 
So uh, with the help of this spell that you cast, the stone effects wash away from you and back down your legs. You're back to fully mobile. Would I know not to look at it in the eyes anymore? Would you? I'm just like, turn my back to it. And I'm just like, <laughs> do do do. <laughs> All right. So you guys cannot see the basilisk until the start of your next turn if you're averting your eyes. Oh. Zula, you suddenly feel a powerful bite like on your thigh. You're going to take 15 piercing damage as the sharp teeth bite down into you and 10 poison oh damage. Oh my god. 10 poison? Yeah. What the fuck is this, <laughs> this creature? Jesus. Can you make a strength saving throw for me so real quick? Oh, yeah, 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 Could make, turn you into stone and it has poison in its saliva. It has big teeth. It's strong as fuck. 13. All right, so it tries to like whip you across the room. Yeah. But you struggle away and you hear a slight rip of your skin as you break free of its grip. <laughs> you are not on the ground. So Dave's that's a armor. Eric, <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's back to your turn. You are uh, fully healed from okay. the Lakula Aura water. You just hear it biting her. You hear her cry out in pain, but you can't look at it. And I'm confident that I could attack it, <laughs> even though I can't see You would it. have disadvantage, but. Fuck. Um. I'm gonna go try to attack it then with the commas. All right, sidestep behind her, facing the other way, and you just swing backwards with your commas. <laughs> Four and 15, I think it was. All right, so you know you're not hitting Zula because you don't hear any cries of pain, but you're also not hitting a basilisk. Could I spend one key point and do flurry of blows? How, how do you want to unarm strike it facing the other direction? Oh, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> do it like Durbin did, man. The mule when he, kick. <laughs> yeah. Do it do like the, Durbin. Yeah. Go for it, man. Make your attack roll. Roll for it. Oh, finally, something good. As your kick Thank finds its way right into the <laughs> side. Zula, you're up. I'm going to just close my eyes. Okay. And I want to attack twice with my great axe. You swing down. You're going to have disadvantage. Hey, you bad, 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 bad. <laughs> 21. Okay. I can never tell if that's a good laugh or a bad yeah. laugh. <laughs> like, that's it's either a one or... <laughs> or... Or something good. All right, so you do hit it once. Your first one just clinks into the hard ground, but you keep your grip. You hear a satisfying crunch as you break through the exoskeleton of this thing and stab right into its top areas. You don't know what they are because your eyes are closed, but uh, you feel a little bit of blood splatter up onto your face. Yes. Zula, are you okay? I hit it. It's somewhere here in front of me. <laughs> no, but how are you? Um, I guess I'm fine. <laughs> okay. All right, then I'm changing it up. I'm going to cast fourth level guardian of faith. Ooh, okay. A large spectral guardian appears and is indistinct except for a gleaming sword and shield emblazoned with the symbol of my deity, Elde. Wow. The guardian vanishes when it has dealt a total of 60 damage. That's pretty damn good. Wow. Where are you going to put this thing? I'm going to put it like between Zula and I, I guess. Sure. And close to the basilisk. You're like looking yeah. down on the floor and you point at a spot near Zula. This angelic figure appears. What does it look like? Is that like actress always playing like angels or demons? The Snow Queen in Narnia. Yeah. Oh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Tilda Swinton <laughs> is my guardian. <laughs> IMDb roll for it. Season two. We're casting Tilda Swinton as our uh, guardian of faith, who yes. appears right next to Zula with a large. What is it? A frying pan, or is it like some kind of? No, other? she's gonna be badass with like a cool sword. All right, an awesome <laughs> angelic great yeah. sword that she only needs one hand for. Thank you, well, Dave. So you back away. Then we've got this basilisk who's going to try and attack Arak now. 
Of course. The other way. 23 to hit. Oh my god. You can't see it, but you feel the bite like on your shoulder and neck area. 16 piercing damage and 7 poison damage as it bites into you. Now, can you make a strength saving throw? It's going to try and rip you down to the ground. Oh, five. You have to close your eyes now just in case as its mouth is like right next Uncle's to your head. Uncle's not just from the pain because he's already bound. <laughs> Luckily, it hurt a lot. Yeah. You're slammed into like smooth ground. There's just like dust being kicked up everywhere. You're facing up now, okay, like okay. right near this thing's face. I'm still alive, you know? <laughs> he's on my shoulder right now. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to take my commas and try to boom, like into his eyes. That's that's what I want to do. I'm not going to give you disadvantage because uh, he's on here. Me. Yeah, he's on me. Yeah. All right, oh, so that'll be three hits. Eric steps up to the beast. <laughs> I'll turn for the greater good. <laughs> if you do over 20 damage in a hit, you have to say that. It's for the greater good. <laughs> well, the thing is definitely bloodied now. Um, really? And it uh, releases you quickly and like... Where are you going? Where are you going? Graham, Graham, you hear the footsteps sort of approaching you. But I've got my guardian. But you've got a guardian who's going to immediately try and strike this beast. I got a 13, which isn't going to be enough, is it? Dex 15. You just wow. hear Tilda's voice, and she goes, Halt, creature. <laughs> and slices down this giant greatsword and deals 20 more damage to the what? creature. Yeah. Shit. Dude, that is, Tilda. <laughs> dude, is that this is new? Is this like a level 8 thing? Uh, this was a level 7 thing. Oh, my God. It is Zula's turn. Did I hear it walking away from me? Yeah. I'm opening my eyes. <laughs> so I look at the ground. I look at shadows. All right, you look down, and you see a bunch of black blood that's all over the ground from the basilisk. In the middle of that puddle is Arok lying there. Laughing. I'm going to risk it. I like that. For the biscuit. I'm going to look for it. Press the mechanism in my great axe that makes it two hand axes. Sure. I want to jump behind it and try to swing for its eyes. So as you approach it and leap up in the air with your contraption splitting into two axes, it's going to like glance back over at you. You come down with your attacks. Go ahead and make your rolls. Roll for it, man. Roll for it. Line. So you miss with one axe that sort of gets caught in these spikes, and your one lands like right into the side of its face, almost splitting through one of its eyeballs. Ooh, so close. But you can pull it out and swing once more with your extra attack ability. Damn. And you slice right into its right eye. Nice. The creature just collapses. <gasps> Its eight legs just sort of spread to the side, and its belly hits into the dust. And uh, you guys are alone in this cave with Tilda Swinton. <laughs> Can I take two turns in a row and heal both of them, like since combat's over? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Graham Graham. All right, so you guys' wounds begin to close over as Graham Graham casts this healing magic of Eldaith on you. Well, Zula, do you have any regrets from listening to that eyeball? I want to take the tiara off and look at it and be like, you said there's nothing bad in here. Should we go look at uh, where this thing came from? Yeah. Mm, okay. Later, Tildy. My guardian's just like still standing there. <laughs> She's just valiantly guarding. Yeah. Yeah. How long does she stay? Eight hours. <laughs> you guys are going to come back. There's like 15 dead raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> it's really helping out with the pest control. Yeah. So you guys explore this cave. As you walk and you brush like some of the dust off, this whole area is this nice reflective crystal. You also spot this little nest. There's like five eggs in here. Basically, they look like giant rocks. We killed its mom. Oh, my God. Hmm. Fuck that. She turned us into stone. <laughs> I want to take one. Oh, now you want to steal something now. <laughs> Did these poor souls 
don't have a mother, I'm thinking maybe I could have a new friend. (laughs) 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 You know, maybe practice for when I lay my own eggs. But when it hatches, (laughs) you cannot look at the baby at all. (laughs) (laughs) I take an egg and I put it in one of my sacks on my backpack. It's basically a football, like a like a little bit oh. thicker and uh, a mm. lot heavier. And when you get back around, you see the stone statue, Master Monk. He's oh. back where you guys were. Oh, okay. He, he's missing quite a lot. And then, <laughs> he's like, missing an arm and a leg. So yeah, I think we, if I bring him back, death. he might. We could bandage him might. up very quickly, and I could put some healing in him. I want to like tourniquet his limbs. His arm and leg, right? Yeah, he's yeah. got a leg like towards the thigh and an arm right oh at the god, elbow. Oh my god, he's gonna die I got a feeling when he wakes up he's not gonna be feeling too good. I'm gonna be right there next to him ready to like heal, heal. him. And I'm just with my, hand, my hands crawled just looking at this like <laughs> I don't know man. Who's gonna do the honors with this uh, with this vial? Oh, I'll do it because yeah. I, I have the one it's left over. It's his monastery. Alright. Just pour it all over him. It sort of washes away again like with this white light and uh his face begins to start to move into this agonizing scream. <laughs> okay, I just go, okay, here we go. And I just pulse him. Cure wounds, fourth level. All right. With 32 HP. He's hit by this powerful healing magic. His screaming stops, and he's still in pain, but the bleeding seems to just stop. He begins to collapse. I've got you. He sits down, looks down at his missing arm, and looks over at his completely gone leg and he's like this is unfortunate (laughs) but you are alive this is fortunate Mm. everything in perspective you healed me Mm -hmm. and and you as well you are a monk yes of the monastery my name is eric what is your name stranger i recognize not your face but the way you stand the way you Speak. Mm-hmm. You are Grudox, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am Master Ilmer. I was a monk until, well, it seems like just yesterday. But um, based on your strange fashion sense, I assume I've been <laughs> out a little longer than that. What made you come down here in the first place? We've always been told about this dangerous creature in these caves, but we've forgotten what it is. Hmm. As a surprise to my fellow monks. I just thought maybe if I come in and clear it out then uh, we don't have to tell people there's a dangerous creature in the cave anymore. I, it cost me an arm and a leg to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Perfect. I hope someone laughs at that when they listen. <laughs> I hope no one laughs. <laughs> the magic healing has helped a lot, and the guy's going to be fine. And you drag a much lighter version of him out of the cave, and you all take a rest. But in the meantime, Erak and Ilmer sort of talks to you, and he's like... How is Grudok? Grudok is fine. I came back prematurely from my Mm. training. I bet he was happy to see you then. Not necessarily, no. (laughs) Take it easy on Grudok. It hasn't always been easy on him. Mm. He is only trying to protect you. And I was only trying to protect him. You know, years before you were born, we found an abandoned child. A girl in a village that had been ruined by famine. And Grudok brought her here to be his apprentice. He acts like a brute, but we could all tell how very fond of her he was. And she, she was a spitfire, that one. Always running through the halls, leading the other foundlings on imaginary missions. On the night before she was to leave for her 20-year mission, the one that you recently began, she hounded Grudok like a bulldog to tell her the lake's secret early. 
He was also young back then. He must have told her, though none of us know for sure. Because the next morning, we found her robes lying by the shore of the lake. She was gone, and the waters were never the same again. Little Diodora. <laughs> oh, shit! He was so guilt-ridden, he didn't speak for years. It wasn't until he found you in the wreckage of war that he found light again. While Erak meets with Ilmer, Gram Gram, you finally get a chance to settle down next to Lakula Ora and pray to Eldaith. Oh, hello, Eldaith. It's been quite a time, as you know. I want to ask for your help. It's, it sounds like we're so close to figuring out this Diodora and these guardians are gone and... It all just is jumbled in my old brain, but if you can help me figure it out, I'd be much obliged. And she just, like, starts falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know whether you're dreaming this or if it if it jerks you awake, but you hear Eldaith's voice once again. Hear me, Gralula. It's soft, as if with the wind, just like before. But she speaks to you louder than ever long ago my trickster brother created this lake he spread the word far and wide all those who drink from its waters will be awarded with eternal youth the greedy traveled across the realm to sip from its shores to make himself laugh he froze them beneath the water forever eternally young eternally trapped statues my heart hurt for my innocent animals who stopped by for a drink i couldn't stand to see them lying still on the floor of my brother's evil lake so i crafted an idol that would overpower his magic the lake i turned into a healing pool Kralula. see me now suddenly and vividly you are transported into a vision, and you see Eldaith's artifact. It's a pyramid-shaped idol placed in the lake, the waters all around you, these magnificent blue waters, who, as this idol is placed in the lake, the waters suddenly brighten. Those trapped below crash to the surface, gasping for breath. They run for their lives and do not return. And life comes in and, and fills the pond. Enormous koi fish and amphibians Rabbits and deer and strange colorful creatures approach the lake and drink from the water. And then soon after, monks arrive. Eldaith speaks again as you see the scene unfold. The monks found my lake while searching for a home. I charged them with the task of guarding it from those who might misuse it. As long as they protect it, they may live peacefully beside me. For a while, they succeeded. One betrayed them. And the vision quickly brings you down below the surface of the lake. And you see up close a human woman. She's got wavy brown hair, large, ambitious eyes, and pale skin. And she swims frantically towards the floor of the lake. She reaches it, still holding her breath, and plucks the idol from its pedestal. Then she looks around in growing terror as Eldaith reacts in fury. I cursed the one who dared to steal my idol. But it was too late. The lake became my brother's once again. Now, that woman has returned. You feel yourself falling deeper and deeper into the depths of the lake. 
You feel the pressure of the water build up as you sink. And you see the pedestal where the idol is clearly missing. Years have passed now, decades. You frantically search the water for light until... You're looking now into the frozen face of a handsome orc. His eyes are open and glazed over. You turn to match his gaze and shivers run down your spine. Hundreds of humans, orcs, githsari, dwarves, turtles, people of all shapes and sizes, they wade the waters silently, frozen in their timeless prison. The missing guardians. Zula then shakes you from your nap right beside Lakula Ora, the timeless prison. The missing guardians are here, right beneath you, so close, yet impossible to reach. Save the guardians. And that's where we end the episode. Wow. Oh my Dude, I, I got chills. <laughs> chills, man. That is like intense. <laughs> Graham Graham's just got tears streaming down her face when you wake her up. We're approaching the end, folks. I'm going to cry at the end, watch. <laughs> this is going to be you very... better. Man, how's everybody's characters feeling right now? Graham Graham is very excited to be a mother. <laughs> yeah, little baby basilisk. Baby basilisk. My character feels like a little torn still, but mm-hmm. more understanding towards Grudok and... Just the whole history of everything, you know? Yeah, you guys managed to use uh, two more of those sacred little lake things in a matter of, like, minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, instantly. I was like, oh, thank you for this dope. <laughs> <laughs> One for the homies. <laughs> uh, Zula? She knows nothing. Like, she doesn't. She yeah, hasn't yeah. seen the vision. She's not in the conversation. She's just, like, a new person of helpfulness. Yeah. Zula still got the kill, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Let's yeah. get the landing blow. <laughs> what was it called? Basilisk. 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 Harry yeah. Potter. Uh, Harry Potter. They existed before Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. I love that we rolled the Basilisk because remember how many times we mentioned Chamber of Secrets in <laughs> yeah. the previous episode? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, There's that also- was not on purpose. We didn't know what the monster was going to be. It literally came yeah. up Basilisk. Let's roll a monster for next episode. Oh, yeah. Who's Do you have that D100? It? It's in the box. What about the DM? Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Doing, oh. That's so nice of you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope I roll something good. Stench cow. Yes. Stench cow. <laughs> <laughs> cow. 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 Right. Cow. Cow. Right, here cow. Here it is. <laughs> ninety-two. It is. We're gonna find out what monster is number ninety-two. I hope you guys join us in episode nine. We are close to the end, oh folks. Oh my oh, no. god. If, if they come with us this far, they they they're they're already oh, on yeah. the journey oh, with yeah. us. Yeah. We'll see you. We're about to. We're about to. We're about to see some stuff happen. Mm-hmm. This is probably the best spin of the whole season right now. <laughs> so, so far. Good. It was crazy. It was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Like, I would hate that. <laughs> you were asleep for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. We will uh, see you next episode. Have a lovely, lovely day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. These, these girls are weird. <laughs> Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey guys, this is DM Jake. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. If you want more adventures from these characters, we're continuing the story live each week on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. Tune in to watch the cast take on levels 11 through 20 and interact with us as we play. You can catch sessions you might have missed on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rollforitpod. See you there.